This is the first ever Hug Your Dog For Me podcast. And I feel like I just don't really... So every odd is against... And I feel like I just don't really love them, how they turn out. And this is Hug Your Dog For Me. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Jenna and this is Hug Your Dog For Me. And guys, this is our first ever episode. I am so excited to be filming this and recording this. I am just so excited because I have so much planned. This is going to be the best podcast ever. And Alex Cooper, if you're out there... I'm going to be a part of Unwell pretty soon because not only am I going to be talking about drama, about my shit show of a life, about pop culture, I'm going to be also talking about everything having to do with dogs. And what more do we really need in life, right? What more do we need? And a matter of fact, I might be a little tipsy right now because I went out to eat, I had a margarita, it was very strong, I came home, it, the night is still young, it's only what, 10 o'clock, and I have nothing else to do, and I just got this sudden urge to podcast. Let me let you in on a little secret. I've been trying to record this podcast for a, over a week now, and every time I do, something goes wrong, either the camera didn't record, the audio cut out, the editing is just wonky and shit. Something goes wrong. Every time I've recorded the podcast, I feel like I'm putting on a front and on this podcast, I really just want to be myself. I don't want to, you know, come on here and pretend I'm someone else or come on here and hold back. I want to be just who I am and show off what I'm really about Because if I come on here and I'm pretending, oh, I'm this prim and proper girl, oh, I'm overthinking what I'm supposed to be saying, it's not going to come out good, you know? And I feel like every other podcast that I love out there, they're just like themselves and they don't try and put on a front. So my original idea for this came when a client of mine that I dog sit, they wanted me to put out advice or do something where I can give advice about dogs because background, I went to school for this, okay? I studied small animal science and if you don't know what that is, small animal science is dog, cat, hamster, guinea pig, rabbit. It's the science of all of those animals and I feel like I have a unique experience and perspective that I can give people. I work with dogs every single day so I see everything there is. I see aggressive dogs. I've seen cute dogs. I've seen shit show of a dog. (laughs) I worked at a veterinarian for like four years and not only do I have that kind of experience but I'm also in my early 20s, soon to be maybe mid-20s. I'm going to be 24 in January. So I have that young perspective as well. So you know if I have to talk about the men who suck and that they're assholes and they act like dogs then so be it and you know I plan on having guests on here 
ranging from people who have experience with dogs to literally they just own dogs and they love them. That's it. So I'm going to have a lot to say. I'm going to have a lot of different guests who have a lot to say. And this is going to be the best. We're going to have so much fun. I plan on having people on who could talk about dogs in even the smallest way, okay? So I'm going to go first, and I want to talk about my dogs today. So I have two dogs. I have a French Bulldog and a Pug. And I know whoever has a French Bulldog and a Pug, they're obsessed, and they want to hear about mine. Stella is a French Bulldog. She is going to be seven years old in a few weeks. She is the cutest little girl. And when I say little, I mean little. She is definitely a little runt. Whoever doesn't know what runt is, she is the smallest of the litter, but the feistiest. She definitely made up for it. She is spunky. And when I call her a runt, it's because she's very small for a Frenchie. French bulldogs, you know, they're broad as fuck. Like, they are muscular, you know... You think of a bulldog, what do you think of? You don't think of this puny little thing. But Stella is a puny little thing. So she's a runt. I call her a runt. But she makes up for it in her personality. My mom will literally be trying to vacuum mop. Who's biting at it? Stella. Who's screaming, barking at it? Stella. Who's being a little feisty bitch? Stella. But we love her anyway. And now, Stella is feisty. But she's also a little bit of a bully. I have a 14-year-old pug. He's going to be 15 in a few weeks. They have around the same birthday. He is a piece of bread. We call him a piece of bread, me and my family, because he doesn't growl. He doesn't bark. He doesn't do anything. He is just existing, like a piece of wonder bread. He just sits there, and we love him so much. But Stella bullies him. If they have toys, get two of the same toys, nope, Taz can't play with her. his. Taz can't play with his. Stella needs to go bite it. Stella needs to go take it. Okay, bitch. Taz will literally be laying down like an innocent little piece of bread he is, and Stella will climb on top of him and sit on him. And what does Taz do? He does what a piece of bread would do. Nothing. <laughs> He just sits there and waits for us to help him. Now, I want to get a little sad because, you know, this is real life. Not every time we're going to be happy and joyful. You know, we have to talk about the bad things too because I know some people could probably relate to this. Stella, she has something called autoimmune encephalitis. Now, if you don't know what encephalitis is, it's swelling of the brain, which a lot of French Bulldogs are prone to. That's just something that comes with their breed. A lot of purebreds, they come with issues. That's just something that happens. So a French Bulldog, they could be prone to encephalitis, but we never would have thought that. Stella is a healthy French Bulldog. She never had any issues besides allergies, but that's pretty normal for them as well. Nothing major. Until a few months ago, she randomly started to act a little weird. She held her head in like a little tilt. We thought maybe it was a chronic ear infection because chronic ear infections can cause a head tilt. So we brought her to the vet. 
she kept falling. It was like this weird thing she was doing. We didn't really know what it was. The doctor prescribed ear meds, said this is what it is. Go home and she'll get better. We went home, only got worse. She started to have these weird seizure-like episodes where she would fall and roll uncontrollably. And it was extremely scary. They literally looked like seizures. We didn't know what the hell is going on. So we soon later realized that this was something called vestibular disease. Now, if you don't know what vestibular disease is, it can happen in humans too. And the easiest way to describe it is basically vertigo. So there's something going on where, you know, it's causing them to get extremely dizzy and not be able to hold their ground and they're just spinning and spinning and spinning. Now, you would literally be able to see Stella's eyes spin and spin and spin and it was extremely scary. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So, you know, these episodes got worse and worse and worse and we knew it couldn't be her ear infection, right? So we brought her to the vet again where she was having these episodes nonstop. We rushed her to the ICU where she got a spinal tap and a MRI. And that's where the doctor diagnosed her with autoimmune encephalitis. And ultimately what that means is her cells were attacking her brain, causing lesions, which then was causing swelling on the brain, causing the vestibular disease. Now, I know that's extremely confusing if you even were able to follow along, but it was really scary and she couldn't sit, she couldn't walk, she couldn't talk. (laughs) Obviously, she couldn't talk, sorry. She couldn't sit, she couldn't walk, she couldn't stand, she couldn't do anything without rolling. The doctors called us you know, this really is not a good thing. It's not looking good at all. And they even discussed euthanasia with us at a point, which I was heartbroken. I literally couldn't stop crying. Imagine waking up one day to your, you know, seemingly very healthy dog. It was like a flip of a switch. It was horrendous. It was so scary. And we really thought we would have to, you know, euthanize because it wasn't a quality of life how she was. But The doctor, the neurologist, and I think the neurologist, I think the team at Garden State in New Jersey, if you don't know them, they are the best. And they are the reason why Stella is so much better now, why she is normal, while she is able to run around and be a healthy dog again. So shout out to them. However, it took a while for her to get there. It wasn't overnight where she just got better so she was in the ICU the doctor prescribed her a chemo drug where she started to respond thank god within a few days we were able to take her back home she wasn't normal still she still couldn't walk we had to prop her up and walk her like we had to use a sling she couldn't walk on her own but again when I say Stella is feisty she is feisty she's a fighter she is so strong Let me tell you, in a matter of maybe three days, she was walking on her own again. She was persistent, and she knew what she wanted, and she got there. Let me go get her for you guys to see, because she is a little firework, and we love her so much. Guys, this is Stella, and she smells like she was working overtime at the Frito factory. (laughs) Stella, do you have anything to say? 
As you can see, she's a very normal puppy now, and I woke her up from her sleep. She wants to go back, so I'm going to bring her back, but I wanted you guys to see how cute she was. Okay, bye, so. So that was my girl. That was Deli. I know she was sleepy, so she was kind of out of it, and I tormented her and brought her down here, but I wanted you guys to see what she looked like because she's cute. Maybe next episode I'll have Taz down because he's a little old man and I love him. But I don't want to disturb him because it's late and he's probably very tired and he's old. He needs his beauty rest. So we'll leave him. So another thing I wanted to talk about really quick was the fact that the podcast isn't the only thing that I have going on right now. I have a small business called Barks by Jay. As you can see the sign if you're on YouTube it's above me. It is a neon sign, but it's not on right now because unfortunately I have a very old camera which I can't pick up the neon sign, but you know what? That's okay. We're learning. We're starting off and hopefully down the line, if you guys follow me and hug your dog blows up like I know it will, we can get a new camera and you guys will be able to see this neon sign, but for now we don't need it on. Barks by Jay. Basically, it started where I was watching a few dogs here and there, nothing crazy. One of my clients was a new puppy owner, and she needed a lot of advice. And, you know, I would help her out and say, oh, you should try this. You should try that. What about this? What about that? That doesn't work? Okay. And she was like, wow, like if I didn't have you, I would have no clue what to do or what to buy. Or, but, you know, I have the background, so obviously I'm going to know. But it is it is hard for people to know, first-time dog owners, how do you know all this information? How do you know what food to buy, what products to buy, what to do if your puppy's sick? Like, you never know. You would never know this stuff. So she told me, she was like, you should start a business where you help people. You help puppy owners. You help anyone. So that's where I came up with the idea to start a blog on Instagram. So I started Barks by Jay probably a few months ago, maybe like six months ago. And it was a blog. That's all it was, was, you know, a very small blog. I would post pictures here and there. It would be about new information and stuff like that. Nothing crazy. But then my clients for dog sitting started to spike. And I knew I also wanted to sell products as well. One of my friends from college she was selling handmade leashes. She would literally hand make these leashes from rope and she would sell them. And I don't know, it really stuck with me and I knew that was something that I would want to do, but I put a twist on it. So I decided to use material called biothane. So I started making biothane leashes and collars and I learned by myself how to make these and I've been selling them. So we went from a blog from dog sitting and walking to then a shop. And, you know, we're still all that. However, the blog kind of got lost in the making. You know, I would post the shop. I would post dog sitting. But I don't really post information stuff anymore. Just like here and there on TikTok. You know, I wanted to get back into that. And I feel like podcasting was probably like the best way to do that. It's perfect for that. So that's where we are today. We are still Barks by Jay, but my podcast is called Hug Your Dog for Me because that's something I always say. And for my shop, whenever someone buys a product for me, I write a little handwritten note and I was finding myself writing on it, Hug Your Dog for Me, Hug Your Dog for Me. So it kind of just made sense to name my podcast that and I feel like it's probably easier for people to find 
Um, if you don't know what Barks by Jay is, you know, you type in dog and there I am, I pop up. So it made the most sense. I wanted to talk about my school because I feel like it's very interesting. I feel like a lot of people didn't have the same type of experience that I did because it was primarily an animal-related school, which I think was really unique and probably, I don't know, cool for you guys to hear about maybe, maybe not. So my school, I went to Delaware Valley University, and it's primarily an animal school. So people go there to major in large animal, which is farm animals, small animal, which is my degree that I explained already, zoology, um, wildlife, stuff like that. So that's what it's known for. There's literally farms on the school campus, which I feel like was such like a culture shock for me because I'm from New York City. I'm from Staten Island. So when I went to a farm school, which that's what they're known for, being a farm school, it was very shocking to me. I remember being at this school and feeling like I didn't belong at all. I felt like I'm the city kid. Like, what am I doing here? And I know that might sound dramatic, but there was one encounter that I will never forget. My first week of freshman year, I, you know, I was a little freshman, I was trying to talk to everyone, I was trying to make so many friends, and I remember this girl being in my class, and we were talking here and there, and we discovered that we're in the same next class, after that we had the same class, so we're like, okay, let's walk to the class together, so we're walking, you know, we're talking, I got to asking her, you know, where are you from, and she said Pennsylvania, and then she asked where I was from, and I said, you know, Staten Island. She didn't know what that was. I said, New York City. She looked at me like this. And she said, I hate the city. Um, okay, girl. Sorry. Like, that's where I'm from. So it was very awkward. And I felt like for the rest of my time there, I did feel kind of a fish out of water, but I finally did find my group of friends that made me feel like I belonged more. And I feel like even though, like, you know, not everyone goes to farm school and feels out of place, but people do go to different schools and they feel out of place. So, you know, this is just advice to those people that feel like that. Fuck it. Literally, who cares? Everyone's different. Everyone's from different stories, different places. And if they don't want to accept you for that, kick them to the curb. And that's what I did. I, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I wasn't friends with her after that, but I found the people that, you know, didn't care where I was from or liked where I was from. And I went from there. But, you know, something that everyone did have in common was our love for animals. That was so cool to experience because everyone kind of just loved them. And there were so many animals around always dogs, cats, hamsters, rabbits. Like, everyone had them in their dorm rooms and I feel like everyone could relate to this and say that wherever the dog is in the party that's where you are and I feel like the party was with the dogs like that's how this place was at my school and the tailgates were just as fun where people would bring their dogs around who's taking pictures with the dog who's cuddling with the dog and we're drunk as fuck when this is happening. So it just elevates it. We're just that much more excited to see these cute dogs. I would have so many pictures of random dogs in the parking lot because I would just be drunk, like, snapping the pictures. <laughs> and I vividly remember getting ready for a party pre-gaming in my dorm my sophomore year. 
and we had to go walk to a party and we walked out the door and we saw someone walking this big giant fluffy dog we're drunk as fuck what do we do oh my god like start screaming and we're like can we take a picture of your dog we had full-on photo shoots and our little skimpy shirts our little skimpy frat party shirts and we took pictures with this dog and i will try to insert it but it was the cutest thing ever and that's kind of the epitome of my school okay guys i need to go to bed i need to chug some water right now i am so excited for what's to come because i have so many guests planned and hopefully we could get one of them on for next episode and i cannot wait for what we have coming up so make sure you stay tuned follow me on hug your dog for me and also follow me on every social media at barks underscore by j that's at b-a-r-x underscore b-y-j thank you guys and don't forget to hug your dog for me bye subscribe